It's another edition of the Prospect Reef. We're going to dive into Quentin Musty, Shakira Mukamadoulin, and Luca Cagnoni, and look at their most recent game tapes and empty the notebook. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. If you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And today we're going to be digging into the three most recent or the most recent games of three of the Sharks uh, Bigger top name prospects, um, Quint Musty, Shakir Mukumadulan, and Luca Cagnoni. Um, and watch these games, took notes. Uh, we have the notebook now, uh, with notes from from you know what I've observed, um, uh, kind of a shift by shift basis for you know, especially some of the uh, the CHL guys, and you know, just kind of my observations from these guys and how they've been playing and how they're continuing to progress. So we'll start with Quentin Musty, uh, talk about Shakira Mukumadulan, and then we'll end up with uh, Luca Cagnoni. Before we get into all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And I do know the Sharks play the Jets tonight. Um, here at the Shark Tank, if you want to catch every hit, every shot, every goal from your local uh, Sharks broadcast, all you have to do is just, uh, check it out on the broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Sharks. All right, so let's start with one Quentin Musty, um, of course, playing with the Sudbury Wolves. Uh, the game I watched, his most recent game was uh, 12.30, so over the weekend, uh, when the Wolves beat the Greyhounds 5-2-1. And I'm going to start by saying this was not Musty's most impressive offensive performance this was a much more of a kind of having to play more in the defensive zone um you know this wasn't some of the the games that we saw earlier this year where he's putting up five points he ended up with a um goal four shots and two penalty minutes in this game and the fact that it, it wasn't his most impressive offensive game and he still had you know a goal granted it was an empty netter um four shots like and was you know definitely creating offense um that's goes to say i think with what musty's floor is going to be and one thing to kind of keep in mind is you know with what's made Sudbury so good is that top line especially with him and dalbor Dvorsky. dalbor Dvorsky has been with world in the world juniors of course um you know so it's interesting to see how you know they still have david Goyette, who's a, a very fine player as well but you know Dvorsky was a was a top 10 pick right with, with the blues last year um not having Dvorsky there kind of i was interested to see how much his game you know because it's been very much all gas all offense and how does he play in his own zone and and stuff so um 
definitely plenty of offense, you know, in this game. Couple of things I saw from him defensively that we haven't really seen from him before. No, I don't think uh, Quentin Messi is going to be, a, a, you know, a Selkie uh, nominee defensively, you know, and I think he's still kind of maybe cheats a little bit for offense. That's kind of part of the junior game, um, you know, where he's maybe kind of hanging around the, the blue line instead of engaging, you know, a little bit more that you would like to see. And again, that's stuff that he's going to, you know, every 18, 19 year old, especially when you're one of the star players um, playing in, in CHL, they all do that, right? It's not just a Quentin Musty thing. This is something and that gets coached, right? That is, you know, learning, especially when you get up to AHL level, you, you can't do that, right? Because um, teams will just pick you apart. And so try not to hold that against them. But, you know, some of the, you know, hanging around the blue line but then he would make a really smart read and you know i saw this like in the first period where he makes a really smart read um and kind of dives back in and intercepts a puck and then that creates a transition two on one the other way uh, where he's able to kind of go get the puck even though he's kind of hanging around the, the blue line for a little bit makes the right read and then boom you see offense generate the other way um Sudbury wasn't able to score there but again you're putting your team in a good position right two on one and then all of a sudden it's a an offensive zone face off so um you know continues to be a, a big part of the power play especially now with Dalibor Dvorsky not you know with him being in in World Juniors um you know I believe he should be back here soon anyway but uh, what you are seeing though is he is still such a huge part of what Sudbury's been doing, but Sudbury's been getting more help from the rest of the team, so it's not having to be the Quint Musty, you know, that top line show from them, which is especially that we saw earlier in the season. Um, the power play tonight for that in that game, which Quint Musty was a huge part of, uh, went three for four. And if you remember the last time we did this, um, deep dive we talked about how Sudbury's power play was awful like they were like a six or seven percent um now they've turned that around and that's when they're starting to kind of see more production and you saw Quentin Musty's numbers explode right after we had that last deep dive on him um in a large part to the power play now it's a little bit more evened out and again um Musty scored his goal. It was an empty net power play goal um, at the very end of the game. Still a goal, right? Um, but throughout it, I, I thought you saw him being a little bit more active in the defensive zone. You still like to see a little bit more out there, and that's something that he's going to have to continue to learn and grow. Um, the offensive game, like I said, it wasn't his most, it wasn't his best offensive game. Um, and I think large part because of, you know, not having Dalbert Dvorsky and I know you're going to worry, well, if he doesn't have Dalbor Dvorsky, is he going to be able to continue? Again, when he's playing with like a Will Smith or a Luke or, you know, a Macklin Celebrini or Tomas Hurdler, he'll be fine. <laughs> like when he's playing with, with I think, great passers, um, he's going to be fine. You're seeing Musty kind of having to be forced in uncomfortable positions right now and kind of have to kind of round out his game. And that's good, right? That those are what you want him to to kind of do, especially at this level, um, you know, is be put in those uncomfortable positions and continue to grow and develop. It's what you do with those positions and how you grow and develop. But offensively, he was, you know, asked to do a lot in this game. Um, I thought some of his passing wasn't as crisp, and that could be also uh, playing with new line mate um, type of situation. Kind of made a couple of cross ice passes that, you know, weren't, weren't, maybe the best play there, but again, 
you don't want to kind of kill the creativity with him. So um, I still think, he, again, one game, right? I'm watching one game here. Um, you know, Sudbury kind of controlled this game. They, they uh, or actually, sorry, Sudbury, even though um, they won five to one, they were getting outshot for a good majority of this game. Um, the the Sioux Greyhounds, I think, had like 35 shots to to the Wolves, uh, 25 or something like that. So it was definitely Greyhound kind of controlling the pace of this game. But overall, you know, I would kind of give this like a B minus B type of game from Quentin Musty. Don't panic. It is one game, literally one game, right? Uh, just to happen to be the game I watched. Um, so still think Musty is continuing to see, do what we want him to see. He's still getting the production. Um, and again, when Delbert Dvorsky comes back in that top line is just like an insane top line. Again, I think you're going to see the production go back to what we were kind of seeing before world juniors and kind of before the Christmas break where they were, you know, Musty's kind of rolling out of bed with two points a game. Um, so seeing a little bit of dip production, especially when you lose one of your top players, that's going to hurt anybody. Um, but again, the uncom- forcing him to be in kind of uncomfortable positions of having to play defense, kind of having to play work on those sides of the game. That's good. That's part of the development process. So um, we'll continue to Shakir Mukamadulin, who uh, has been very much rounding out his game here in just one second. I know the Sharks have been not very good as we reach the halfway point of the season. But regardless of the Sharks being last in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Um, All you have to do is just pick some of your favorite players, whether NHL superstars like McDavid, uh, Crosby, uh, McKinnon or some of your favorite sharks like Tomas Hurdle, Mikhail Granlin, or Slippery Peep, and record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, um, and more in a given game. 20 hundred times better on sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, sharks fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, uh, Shakir Mukumadulan. So I know normally I try to get the episodes, especially not on game days, out at like 9 p.m., you know, on, on Pacific time. Um Wanted to wait for the end of the Kuda game because I wanted to watch this Kuda game. And we've seen, I've talked about how Shakir Mukamadulan, like you kind of seen him stack these games, stack games upon him. And tonight was another just like great performance. Another strong game by Shakir Mukamadulan. Um, as the Barracuda wins six to four, uh, Mukamadulan ends up with uh, two assists on, with two shots on goal as well. Um, Guys, he's he's getting close. He's getting close to being NHL ready because that's the big question, right? Is when are we going to see Muka Madulin in the NHL? And he is playing a ton, a ton of minutes um, with the Barracuda right now. Um, him and Gavanke have been a 
great partnership. And, you know, both those guys, I think Gavanke, you know, has paid his due and is more than deserving to be playing NHL games here and uh, should be playing NHL games at some point. Uh, Gavanke has been, been awesome. And this, you know, I think this, this pairing, Little rocky to start out, but I think they really have found their groove, and they're easily the Barracuda's best pairing. Um, and they they play a lot of minutes. Um, Gavanke usually plays the power play one. Muka Madulin plays the is the quarterback of power play two. And it was interesting tonight, where kind of in the big moments, right? Um, if you didn't watch the game, the third period started. The third period, the the, the Barracuda started with a a power play, um, kind of a you know split up between the second period and third period. And instead of a fresh, you know, fresh unit, fresh size, instead of only power play one unit out, he put out, uh, they, they uh, put out power play two headed by Shakir Mukamadulin. And guess what? They score with Shakir Mukamadulin getting a, the primary assist on a beautiful uh, shot, uh, shot pass uh, that Scott Saburn kind of takes care of and, and puts home. But um great job kind of walking the line and creating the offense and just um, his ability, Mookama Dillon's ability to kind of just move. He has trouble. Like if he's kind of standing still and turning, you saw that tonight where he is, there's like a kind of a fly ball puck um, where the, the, Defenseman kind of lost it from within his own uh, in his, the defensive zone. And Mookie is kind of going back and he's trying to look at it and make a turn, right? Um, almost like like you're go, uh, trying to catch a fly ball, right? Uh, and he just blows a tire. And we've seen him kind of deal with that where he's kind of having to do that quick turn. Like going, you know, like that. He still needs to work on that um, a little bit, but when he has the puck and he has to make turns and, and kind of, he just looks so smooth. And I think like one of the things I wrote down is he makes his life easy on his partner, right? You rarely see Mukuma Doolin like kind of pass off a grenade. Like, you know, if where you're kind of putting your defensive partner in a bad position because, you know, you're unable to maybe get some pressure on you and you're just trying to get rid of the puck. You rarely see that out of Mukuma Dolan. He has a calmness to him, which again is something that you want to see as a, as a defenseman, right? You don't want your defenseman out there all kind of helter skelter. And Mukuma Dolan definitely has like a, a, a calmness to his play. Uh, he just kind of moves gracefully. And you, you at first, when we first saw him, it looked very much like a baby draft out there. And you're, you're starting to see that it's becoming a much more graceful movement from him uh, again still his zoolander as I, I joked with uh our good friend keegan um his inability to turn right that's his zoolander um if you haven't watched zoolander uh one that's an old reference but two go watch zoolander um his ability to turn like that pivot um something he's going to continue to work on uh but again it's kind of a tough a little bit tougher move for those those big defensemen but when he has the puck, he just, he makes, it looks effortless. Like he doesn't have to, he doesn't look like he's trying too hard. His ability to get to the puck to the net, create space. Um, and again, be a good defensive pairing with someone. Um, and Gavanke, you know, both these guys are offensively gifted defensemen. Um, and they work well at kind of playing off each other and kind of almost like, you know, knowing they, they've gotten that chemistry down of knowing, okay, it's my turn, your turn, uh, without kind of having to fight for it, right? Um, they, they've gotten, they've kind of got that part down. But 
you know, I really liked his, not just in the offensive zone and the defensive zone, his ability to kind of shut down plays. Um, he uses his body pretty well. You know, there was a, a play that where kind of get behind the net and he runs like a little bit of a pick play um, on a guy where he, you know, he kind of picks him, interferes with him and gets him in the boards. They gets the puck over to Gavanke, right? Um, where he, again, kind of making life easy for your defensive partner by knowing when to, you know, just get be able to get Kavanke the puck um, like that, that type of stuff. Those are what you want to see. And um, again, he's six foot four. It's not like he's like the most physical defenseman, but I think he, when he does kind of decide to be physical, he, you know, he has enough physicality. He'll still need to kind of put on some weight and be, you know, NHL ready, quote unquote. But um, another great play defense like he does such a good job especially you know on on the rush or like in that transition of kind of knowing when to stand up um and kind of try to stop the play with either it's a poke check or just kind of get in the way enough uh where it makes the kind of disrupts the play and there was uh, a sequence in the second period yeah i think it was in the second period where um like the same shift uh tucson trying to work their way into the zone and he kind of hits the blue line and just kind of puts that wall up and you know decides okay now's when to make my stand you know get the you know and the very active stick get that stick out there but he's not dangerous but we have seen him kind of take a couple high sticking penalties you know in some games more recently but i thought tonight was a much more kind of cleaner stick um and tucson's a really good team right um they've Put up, I think uh, uh, Nick Nolan said they'd averaged like six and two thirds goals um, in the three games they played before with against the Barracuda until tonight. So, um, but I thought his defense, especially on those kind of on the rush plays of being able to kind of know when to put put the fence up and be like, okay, here I'm going to make my stand, um, and then do it well. Like, yeah, you can do that, and then how sometimes guys get piloned. Um, or it's like I'm going to make a stand here, and then they just get blown by. Now, Mook Dillon with that size and, again, his ability, he's one of the nice things about being a 6'4 defenseman is your ability to cover ground quickly. And you saw this on a three-on-one. Um, Gavanke kind of makes a bit of a bad pinch. Um, puck gets by him. And then Mook Dillon stuck on a three-on-one here. 1,000% of the credit, you know, goes to Magnus Kroner for making a huge save there, especially because um, that was – the game was tied at that point, if I recall correctly, at four-on-four. But what Mukumadon does really well in this is right as the defenseman, your job is to any kind of odd man situations like that. Whoever has the puck, that is the goalie's responsibility, right? You are supposed to take away the pass, and he does a great job with it, playing the pass until the last, very last second, and then he kind of um, as the as the the forward is the shooter is getting closer. He kind of cuts in towards, especially with the stick, right? Six foot four defenseman with a big stick. Um, he can cover a lot of ice really quickly, cuts over and forces um, the forward to kind of shoot that puck just a split second before you, you wants to, and he's not able to kind of get Ma- um, the forward's not able to kind of get Magnus Cronin to bite where he wants. So does a great job again, being able to kind of cover that ground. So, you know, I think Mugo Dillon is, is progressing where we want to see him. I was, he's be, quickly become one of my favorite uh, players on the Barracuda to watch. And um, 
I, I think at some point you're going to have to kind of rip the bandaid. I know that the Sharks don't want to throw another rookie defenseman in there, um, especially with all the guys, you know, between Ty Emerson and, you know, Hochuk and then uh, Henry Thrun. The last thing they need to do is, you know, have four rookie defensemen out there. But um, at some point, Mukumadulin is coming for somebody's job and he's been playing really well. And you, as the Sharks fans, the progress we've seen, you know, since February when he or March when he showed up here um, to now, it's you. You got to be excited for what what Mukumadulin's. You know, it feels like he's just kind of scratching the surface now as he's really starting to refine his game defensively. Um, loving loving what we're seeing from Mukumadulin. He'll be playing NHL games at this season. I get people, you know, especially on YouTube comments, when's Mukumadulin playing? When or on Twitter, when's Mukumadulin playing? He's gonna be playing at some point. He's 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 getting close to being to being ready. So uh, we'll look at another defenseman who's got some time as a 2023 NHL draft pick, but I think is going to be playing NHL games as well. Uh, at Luca Cagnoni here in just one second. The NFL season is almost over, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Say $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's a, so many ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, so you can kind of, you know, the guy maybe like Steph Curry starting to go off and you feel like tonight's the night where maybe he's going to hit like seven threes and hit 40 points. That sounds like a fun time to me. It's always fun to root for superstars to do super cool things. Um, you can find bets in the new explore tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlay. So um, you can see what everyone else is doing kind of, you know, cheating on the test and see what everyone else is doing and see if that's something that you would want to kind of partake in as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's finish up with uh, Sharks 2023 uh Fourth round pick Luca Cagnoni. So this game was from New Year's Eve when the Winterhawks played the Vancouver Giants. Um, it was a three nothing Winterhawks win. Um, Cagnoni zero goals, zero assists, three shots on goal. And um, I know we're gonna. The, I think the if you've been kind of following along with Cagnoni, right? He had went through a, a part of the season where he was just could not be stopped offensively, and you've seen that kind of production dry up and maybe you're wondering maybe Cagnoni's kind of maybe not the same player whatever it is um the points are coming guys um and again if you follow sports if you followed hockey for any like guys go through these droughts um but Cagnoni is doing everything you want to see um even this game was kind of crazy um Van, uh the Winterhawks outshot Vancouver 53 to 14 53 to 14 um, in this game, and they only got three goals. Um, the Vancouver goalie was just kind of in a zone. Um, there was a bunch of just like, oh my God, how do they miss that type of plays? Um, like, this could have easily been like an eight to nothing type of game just because of how dominant um, Portland was in this game. Um, 
Cagnoni, he's he's the engine of the offense, especially on the blue line. He continues to just drive the offense. And anytime he's out there, um Portland fairly rarely spends any time in their defensive zone. Um, just because he's right, he gets the puck and they get out of the zone quickly um as, if they're in their own defensive zone. So um he had two in the first period alone, he could have had two goals himself. Um, one where he kind of takes it drives you know just kind of drives to the net um, makes a nice little kind of cutback and then just misses on a goal had a nice spinorama attempt earlier that i posted um, earlier this week as well on twitter uh where he kind of just makes some space and makes the guy look silly and just goes to the net spinorama and just misses on there um creates another awesome opportunity there um one the one thing i was one of the most impressive things i saw in this game um so first period i believe his first period um, they are on Portland's on the PK, of course, Cagnoni first PK unit out there um, playing that front, you know, kind of kind of trying to cover it in that front. Um, he's playing against this uh, gentleman named Tyler uh, Thorpe, who for Vancouver, he's an 18 year old, I think. Um, so he's an over eight or he's gone through the draft process once wasn't draft. But anyway, um, Tyler, Mr. Thorpe is six foot four. Uh, Luca Cagnoni is five foot nine. Um, if that I've, Met him in person. He's maybe five foot nine. Um, he beats him twice on a physical battle. So um, puck gets shot to the net, um, kind of gets kicked out towards the corner boards. Um, they race to the boards, pretty even match there. But what uh, Cagnoni does is as they're kind of getting ready, they're racing towards the boards. He uses his size and his advantage where he's able to get under Kind of like get under almost like he puts his shoulder underneath Thorpe's stick and kind of lifts up the stick so that way Tyler Thorpe isn't able to play the puck. Um, he kind of gets under him, gets it, and gets the puck out of there. The puck kind of rims around, um, you know, because they're on the power play. Cagnoni is able to then get out from underneath that and then rush back, beats Tyler Thorpe back to the front of the net um, as a shot's coming in to block a shot with his stick. Um, just, again, that determination. We just talked about Mooka Madolin, six foot four, what he can do, right? Just how how being six foot four gives you a natural advantage, especially as a defenseman. But Luca Cagnoni just like played a guy who's the same size as Shere Mooka Madolin. And in on this play, just beat the brakes off. Like there was nothing that Tyler Thorpe could do because just of how smart, how smart. And again, it's not like Luca Cagnoni woke up today and was like, "Oh, I'm five foot now, nine now," instead of being, you know, six two or six three. And yes, he's going to have his disadvantages of being a five foot nine defenseman. Um, but that that play there just kind of was like one of those light bulb plays for me, where it's like. You know what? This kid's going to figure it out. No matter what, like this kid's just going to figure it out. So uh, he continues to be the engine on the power play, continues to be the engine um, for the team's offense. Hasn't gotten the point production recently, but I think it's coming because he's doing everything right. Like he's doing um, what you want to see out of him. Um, his ability to walk the line and just kind of create space, not only for himself, um, but for his teammates, especially in, in the offensive zone. Um, either on five on five or on the power play, it doesn't matter. The the guy is just he's a natural on the just the kind of making making dudes look silly on on there. Um, but again, it's 
is what separates him from a guy like Ryan Merkley, right? You never heard me say something like that about Ryan Merkley. And Ryan Merkley is one of the most gifted offensive defensemen that I've, you know, we've ever seen um, prospect wise, you know, go look at his last night with the last season with the London Knights, but you're not seeing Ryan Merkley make that type of play. And I, I think that's the difference, right? That's where you have, don't have to worry about that. And I think Cagnoni just has that kind of determination, grit, whatever you want to call it. Um, that chip on his shoulder where he's just going to kind of keep making guys look wrong. And I was really impressed with this, this game with him. Um, and again, the Portland could have won this game eight to nothing. Um, they, they just did whatever they wanted. And Luca Cagnoni was a huge reason of it. So um, I know again, the point production has been a little, it's kind of dried up for him. It's going to come back. It's like this, this team is a monster and they're going to continue to be a monster all season long. Um, and he is a big reason for it. Uh, their forwards are good. Um, but Cagnoni is, is he kind of is the engine for it. He's the one who, who start. He's the, He's the the straw that, that kind of stirs a drink for this team, and he he's the production's coming again soon. So um, that's going to be it for today's uh, prospect reef. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Sharks Jets game, and of course um, we have the quarterfinals. Um, is it quarterfinal? We have we're down to the last four, the final four um, of the World Juniors with a lot of Sharks prospects. So we'll have uh, reactions to that as well. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. Or you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Until tomorrow. Bye, friends. <laughs>